I'll tell you a story about a family who invited a gentleman over to their house. They had just met him. They thought they'd get to know him, and they invited him over for dinner. And they were having a great conversation. Food was delicious. The company was wonderful. And all of a sudden, the man who came over heard this noise, and the noise started to build. It was growing. It was frightening. It was rattling. It was deafening. And the man thought, oh, my goodness, we're going to die. It's an earthquake. And he took off, and he, he ran to the door jam, and he huddled down like you're supposed to in an earthquake. And the friends are just sitting there looking at him and saying, what's wrong with you, man? He says, the noise, the noise, don't you hear the noise? They said, what noise? It's an earthquake, everything's rattling, things are falling over, we're all going to die, wait, it's going away, it's stopping. They said, oh, it must be the train, we don't even hear that anymore. <laughs> there are times when we grow so accustomed to hearing noises that we don't hear them anymore, amen? amen? There are times when we grow so accustomed to hearing a biblical verse that we don't hear it anymore, amen? amen. Today we're going to look at Mark chapter 12. And we are going to see a case where that happened. Verse 28. One of the scribes came and heard them disputing with one another. And seeing that he answered them well, Jesus, asked him, which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus answered, the most important is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And the scribe said to him, you're right, teacher. You have truly said he is one and there is no other beside him. And to love him with all your heart and with all the understanding and with all the strength and to love one's neighbor and oneself is much more than all the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, you're not far from the kingdom of God. And after that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. What is going on here? You say, what's going on here? Good Welcome, good morning, thank you. So we have a trap. You say, how is this a trap? How's a trap? Thank you, Mia, let me explain how this is a trap. If you remember, the Sanhedrin has attempted two times to trap Jesus, right? We had the Pharisees with the tax question, the Sadducees with the marriage question, and now the scribe with the law question. It looks like an innocent question, but it's not. You see, the Jews had 613 laws or commandments and explained in the Talmud how to keep them. And they would argue endlessly about which was the greatest commandment, because no one can keep 613, can you? But maybe, legalistically, on a superficial level, you could keep, oh, 5, 10, 15, or 20 of the commandments. So they would argue, which are the most important, try to keep them, and then burn off the rest with offerings and sacrifices. You tracking with me? So they said, if we ask Jesus which is the most important commandment, we got him trapped because he's anti-law and elevates himself over Moses. So no matter how he answers, he's going to be apostate. I can't get that word out. He's going to be apostate, and he's going to lose his credibility with the people, and his power will go away, and he won't be such a threat to us. So do you see how it's a trap? They think that they have him. So look how he answers the question. Which is the most important of all? He says, the most important is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind, with all your strength. You know where that comes from? Deuteronomy 6. 
Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. It is repeated by Jews every day, twice a day, from their earliest ages. But they didn't hear it. The book of Deuteronomy. Who's read through that whole book and memorized it? <laughs> Who loves Deuteronomy? Jesus does. Why don't you all love Deuteronomy? Nobody reads Deuteronomy. You should read Deuteronomy. It's an incredible book. And Deuteronomy is instructions for entering into the promised land given by Moses at the end of his earthly life. And most people don't read Deuteronomy because Deuteronomy is a list of do's and don'ts. Do this, don't do this. Do this, don't do this. Do this, don't do this. Don't, don't, don't. Do, do, do. That's the book of Deuteronomy. How about you? Well, in Deuteronomy 6, you get the motive. But in Deuteronomy 11, you get, keep my commandments and you will receive blessing. Disobey me, says God, and you will be cursed. That's scary. Deuteronomy 6, it says the motive and how you keep the law must be from a pure heart. With all of your mind, soul, strength, you have to love God perfectly. You guys tracking with me here? Jesus said, you got 613 laws that you try to keep. Let me boil it down to one. Love God perfectly. And then look what, look what the dude says. You see his result. Oh, and love neighbor as yourself. I, I love how I add that on, right? That is the natural outflow of keeping uh, Deuteronomy 6. Because if you love God, you will love your neighbor. It's just as simple as that. It's an outflow of it. The guy says, you're right. You have truly said that he is one. There's none beside him and love your neighbor. And Jesus says to him what? Look in there. What's Jesus say? You're not far off. Then it says no one dared to ask him any more questions. Watch this. I want to show you something frightening and beautiful here. Do you know what you call someone who's almost saved? Spiritually dead. There's no kind of saved. There's all the way or none of the way. You're either a God hater or a God lover. Did you know that? Do you know that? Anyone here a God lover? I love God. Now watch this. Anyone a God-hater? I used to be a God-hater. I still hate God at times. Remember that sermon from a few weeks ago? You want me to do that one again? You hate God. You remember how many times did I say that? I used to hate God with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength. But now I love God. And you know how I became a God-lover from a God-hater? Watch this. It wasn't that I kind of got it. Watch this. This is incredible. If you want to be blessed by God, what do you need to do? Keep all of his commandments perfectly. If you don't, what will you be by God? Who's kept them perfectly? So what are you going to be? Let's close with prayer. You must keep his commandments perfectly or you will be cursed. Deuteronomy 11, check it out. I think it's verse 26. I ain't kidding you. So what Jesus says is, here's your 613 laws. Let me boil it down to one. Love God perfectly. Add the other. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you don't, you're going to be cursed. It's a smack in the face. He went to the first five books so the Sadducees and Pharisees could agree. Remember the Sadducees? They were sad, you see, because they didn't believe in a resurrection. You remember that? And they only took the first five books of the Bible. Jesus goes to Deuteronomy and he goes to Leviticus and he says, hey, let me take your 613 commandments and, 
and boil them down. I'm in lockstep with Moses. Kind of makes sense because Moses simply recorded God's word in Scripture. Jesus is God. Eh? Yeah. Is he elevated above Moses? Oh, yeah. We'll get to that in a minute. He says, I'm in lockstep with Moses. Let me boil them down. Let me make it real pretty. Let's not put them into bite-sized legalistic chunks. Let's put them into a biblical perspective. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you do that, you'll be blessed. If you don't, you'll be cursed. And I love this scribe. I would love to meet this guy. I hope he came to Saving Faith, because... I'm going to laugh with him at this question. He says, you're right, teacher. You've truly said that he is one. And like, Jesus, you, you know what you're talking about. You're right. I affirm that. She's like, thanks so much. I really needed that. That there's one. You have truly said there's no one beside him. And to love him with all the heart, with all understanding, with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as yourself. Well, look at what he says next. You got your Bibles there? Which is what? More, much more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. This is scary. This is frightening. This is disturbing because this is what it says. The question is, what law do you have to keep? All of it. What does it boil down to? Love God perfectly. Who's done it? Barb saw my sermon notes. <laughs> You see, no one has ever loved God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. No one has ever loved their neighbor as himself. No one has ever done it. No one can do it. And when I read Deuteronomy 6, as a Jew who's come to faith in Christ, I don't read it by saying, got it, God, I can do it. I read it as, what? 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 Keep your law perfectly? obey you and, and listen, I love y'all, but I don't love them perfectly. There are times, of course, outside of our church family, when I don't love my neighbor as myself. In fact, Mike Pence had a great quote I read that says, good fences make good neighbors. Amen. <laughs> Jesus didn't build fences between his neighbors. I don't always love God. In fact, sometimes God tells me to do something, and do you know what I say? By my actions? Oh, no. Sometimes God entrusts things to me and tells me how to use them, and do you know what I say? Oh, no. Sometimes I don't even bother talking to God because I'm too busy for that nonsense. Did I say that out loud? I'm not a good man. In fact, on my own, I'm a God hater. I'm a neighbor hater. And I'm a hell-bound sinner because I can't keep one of God's law from a pure heart. No one's ever done it. No one can do it. No one will do it. But when I read Deuteronomy 6, when I read the rest of Deuteronomy, when I read the Gospels, do you want to know the proper response to God's law? Listen, choo-choo, you hear the train coming? Sometimes we forget to listen to God. Do you know the proper response to God's law? When God says do, do you know what you should say? I can't. When God says love me with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, do you know what you should say? I can't. When God says love your neighbors yourself, do you know what you should say? I can't. And I get, I can't. And what am I supposed to do because I can't, so I'm cursed. I'm under your wrath. I'm going to hell. I'm going to be condemned. God, I can't. Then you know what you say? Help. Be merciful to me, a sinner. Do you see that? 
And you know, I got to tell you something. I didn't say I lied to you. I didn't say no one has ever kept God's law perfectly. Did you hear me say that before? I did say no one has ever loved neighbor as self. Did you hear me say that before? But, but I did forget to mention, as Barb reminded me, there was one guy who kept God's law perfectly. There was one guy who loved his neighbor as himself. And do you want to know what his name was? His name is Jesus, and he's not a past tense God. It's not there was a man. There is a man who is God, who loved God perfectly. In fact, he loved him to the point of death, even death on a cross. He loved his neighbors, even to the point of laying down his life for us. I have trouble loving my wife, who's really kind and gracious to me. Jesus loves his enemies. So when they ask, which is the greatest law? What law do we have to keep? Good teacher, go ahead and lay it out for us. Which one? Which ones are the greatest? We, uh, we debate this endlessly in the, in the Sanhedrin. We wrote the Talmud, and, and we explain how to keep the Sabbath. He doesn't keep the Sabbath. We got him here. We know what Moses said, and there's no one greater than Moses. He thinks he's greater than Moses. We got him here. Help us understand, Jesus. What laws do we have to keep to receive this blessing from God? Tell us, teacher. He says, wouldn't you love to see Jesus' face? I mean, it's just... Humor and rage mixed in perfect loving combination. Uh, I mean, I, I would just like be calling down brimstone nonsense on these people. But how gracious that Jesus, uh, how come he doesn't lose his temper? You want to know why? Because he's God and because he loves his neighbor. God doesn't lose his temper. Could he, if Jesus wanted to be fair, you know what he would have just done? Squished him. Yeah, you don't believe I'm God? Watch this. Earth open. Boof. You, you want me to show my credentials? Fire. Consume. Boof. You want to mess with me? That's what I'd be doing. It's not what Jesus does. He says, I'll, I'll join you in your first five books. Let's boil it down to this. Love God. And this guy's like, wow, that's pretty impressive. My friends, if you have not yet trusted in Christ, let me boil down his requirement for you. It's really not that complicated. Listen closely. God doesn't say, live a good life and try your best and you'll be acceptable to God. That's what the world will tell you. But I want to tell you what Jesus says when you meet him face to face. He's not going to be impressed. He's not going to say, yeah, you know, you, you did your best. As if anyone did their best. As if that applies to any other situation. I've used the illustration before. Go on a business trip. You come home, honey, I only had an affair with one lady. That's better than the last time, and I tried my best. And she's like, oh, sweetheart, welcome home. Why do we think that works with God? God only slept around with two other idols this week. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -mm. If you want to be acceptable to God, if you want to be in a right relationship with God, if you want to receive the blessing of God, let me boil it down to this. Love him perfectly with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Do you know what the Jews said? Got it, we'll do it. Mm. Do you know what a saved person says? I can't. 
But don't stop there. See, the gospel's scary. If you've never been scared by the gospel, you might not have heard the gospel. Because the gospel says, you have failed to keep God's law. You are cursed by God. You are condemned to an eternity of torment separated from God. Now, there's more to the gospel. But if you don't start there, you know, Jesus didn't come to give you your best life now. Mm -mm. Jesus came to save you, what do we say? From God, right? From God's wrath. From condemnation, from the curse of God. Here's the good news. The but, the but, the but. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Now listen. You hear the train? Do you hear it coming? Because sometimes we don't hear it. For God so loved the world. Do you hear the train coming? You see, so often we forget. If while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. It's growing a little louder here. You tracking with me? Sometimes we fall back into being self-righteous legalists. How many commandments do we have to keep to be right with God? All of them. How many can you keep? None of them. Praise God for Jesus. If you want to be in a right relationship with God, you must trust in Christ that he lived the life you couldn't, that he died the death you deserve and raised from the dead three days later. Amen? It ain't Easter Sunday, but we celebrate that every Sunday. He is risen. He is risen Amen. There is no way to God but through Christ. But what about those of us who are saved? What laws do you need to keep? Check me here, I might get loose in the words. What laws do you need to keep as a Christian? All of them. To be saved? No. Because you are saved. How do you do it? How do you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength? You don't have to do it to be saved. Jesus did that in your place, on your behalf. Do not miss what I'm saying here. But he saved you, listen to me, he saved you to be a lover of God, and as a lover of God, you must love him with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Here's where so many Christians, listen, choo-choo, it's coming now, I want you to catch this. Here's where so many Christians lose the joy. Go and make disciples. Who's making disciples hand over fists? You know why? Because you may be trying on your own. You know what Jesus says? He wants to hear from you? I can't. Love God with all your heart. Who's doing that? I can't. Give to me this. Do this. Don't do this. All right, Jesus, I got it. 